1: This is Computer Talk with TAB, hosted by Eric Semmel of TAB Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric.
2: And good morning. This is Computer Talk with TAB. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And Dennis is Dennis Halnan. He's a... Uh Engineer Tab, he's going to come in and help me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Two lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Feel free to get online on this Saturday morning, and we will do our best to help you out. And uh, let's get right to your calls. Uh, you've been nice enough to join us. Let's go to Jack in Torrington first. What's happening, Jack? Hey,
1: good morning, guys. Good morning. Um, I've got a problem that uh, I'm sure you've heard well and many times before. It drives me crazy. Mm. Uh, get an email confirmation of an order. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yep. in my left-hand column, I have all my accounts. In my right-hand column, my list of emails. And then in the right-hand side is the actual email, which thanks me for my order. Okay. I do a command V, or P rather, and try to print it, and it just won't print. It may not... in the... Oh, go ahead. Go, go ahead. There's that little icon in the upper right-hand corner of the confirmation um, it says open another window. I've tried that, and that doesn't work either. I end up copying it, putting it in the Word document, and printing it from there. Any suggestions?
0: Wow. I would think that you should be able to print a email directly out of Gmail. I assume you're using the web browser. To get your I mail? Using, to get the mail.
1: Uh, yeah, this is okay. a Windows thing. I'm not right. going directly into
0: uh, Gmail.
2: It's a Windows thing. Meaning, is it a mail client, or it's is a mail it
0: client. a client? Yeah, it's a mail client. From oh, you're using different... the Windows 10 mail client.
2: Yes, apparently. Okay, that's where this
1: is coming from. I've got several of my. I have different email addresses, and I have different passwords for each one. Do you want those passwords, by the way? Yes,
2: yes,
0: yeah. yeah. I, yeah. Have they. I hope they're one, <laughs> two, three, four, five. Oh, yes, come on, Jack. We... <laughs> no, Jack, we well, already know
2: I... the passwords.
0: Come on. <laughs>
1: I'm more technical than that. It's 54321.
2: Ah. Oh, hey. Dollar well, that's sign. clever. <laughs> exclamation, exclamation point or do, oh, dollar sign. Dollar okay. sign. There yeah, you go. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, so you, the the mail client absolutely. should allow the print to happen.
1: Yeah, for some reason, it does nothing. I mean, right. most other stuff prints, but when someone sends a, like, a confirmation of an order, that document will not print. That's
0: a that's very interesting problem. The-
1: it is. And um, it happens to be all the time. I mean, most emails are fine. Just text emails that come in, print just fine. But this thing, these type of things, for some reason, do not. So like I say, my solution is copy them, paste them in a Word document, print it from there.
2: All right. So well. this is
1: not something you have uh, immediate thought on, huh?
2: We don't, but the Googles do. Um, so there's lots of people with this issue, it seems. Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing really? that here. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, They're saying you're, you you could have a, a Windows Store cache that could be damaged that maybe is part of this. Um, because it's when you print anything, it's going to some level of cache before it can then be submitted to the printer. Right. And okay. so gotcha. I wouldn't have thought that's where you look, but that does come up. So there's some things that we can... Post to uh, computertalkwithtab dot that you can try. Um, good.
1: That would be fine.
2: Yeah, because there's a lot of lot of things here that occur in this. Uh, th- the other issue is you're using a Windows mail client. Uh, use a different client. Um, use yeah. Thunderbird. Thunderbird you, is
0: really, really, really good. It I'm, it it doesn't get talked
2: about enough. It doesn't. You know why? The connotation to the wine.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I, uh, I also uh, set up that email you recommended a couple of weeks ago. Proton, Proton, I think yeah. it was. Yeah,
2: that's. Uh, good I stuff. haven't really
1: started to use it yet, but I've got it set up.
2: Well, t- so you haven't? You already have a box? Yes. Yeah, test it. Forward the Gmail message to that. Oh yeah. Ah, oh, there you are. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Woo! Eric has a good <laughs> idea every now and again. You guys sound so surprised. <laughs> Yeah, just uh, forward it to that client and see if that works. It's just, again, Microsoft, move it to a different client and move along. Okay.
1: And if you have any other things that you could post up there, please do so. And thank you so much for your service. You guys do great work.
2: Thank you. We we will do so, Jack. All right. Thanks. Take care. You too. So we'll try to find an answer to that. There's a few things that we'll probably forget during a break. But just trying a different client is a good idea. Mm-hmm. Let's go to. I mean, if I do say so myself, let's go to Sean in Meriden. What's happening, Sean?
3: Hi. Um, I was calling to. I thought you know it was going to be a different kind of talk show, but it's good because I'm being educated because I'm not really computer savvy like a lot of other people. Yeah. But I just came from the DMV. Yeah. They renew my license. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're asking questions that have nothing to do with my license or anything that was on my old license. And they don't give you, like, they they want more access to who I am with my email and everything like that, that they're going to communicate with me.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And then they ask me my political affiliation and do I want to change?
0: Well, oh, I know why. I know why. I'm going to tell you why, okay? Mm. It's because there is a link between DMV registration And the voter registration, right? And they're asking you, they're essentially asking you to sign up as a voter in addition to being a driver or whatever else you're doing at the DMV office, and they want to sign you up for a political party.
3: So, so they're trying to make it easier for people to register to vote, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. In other words, you you do your business at DMV, and as a side benefit, you just got registered to vote.
3: Well I was registered to vote anyway. Well, they
0: don't know that. Yeah. Uh, they they literally do not know. So oh, they don't know that. Okay. But they are the they're, they're a number of years maybe. ago there were laws passed that asked D M V it uh I think they refer to it as a motor voter law.
2: Motor voter. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's all it is. And if you don't wanna answer those questions I
2: Put NA in there, and I think there's the real ID, right? Also, as part of this too, and you do need to show, like, you know, my wife and I are going to go get the real ID. You got to bring your marriage license, you got to bring your uh, birth certificate. You know, you got to prove who you are, so and, you get a little star on your on your driver's license, calling it a real ID.
0: Yeah, and you also have to bring mail that's been sent to your address from, like, right, somebody I, you I regularly some... do business with, like a utility or a bank.
3: Yeah, because I yeah. have moved from one town to another. And they wanted proof that I actually lived there, right. and so I brought my insurance, which it was
0: mailed to my house. Yeah, yeah. that would that would meet that requirement. Yeah.
2: Now, I thought when you when I saw this note on our call screen that you were going to talk about data breaches and that personal in personal info oh, and right. DMVs because I, I
3: well, I I'm, that's what I'm actually that's really what I'm concerned about.
2: I, I thought so, but <laughs> we, we hadn't gotten there yet because that's what most people are concerned about. <laughs> so then I found this great website. Talking about the worst DMV and DOT data breaches by state. Number one, it's not Connecticut, you'd think. Florida, oh. 133,000 people impacted. Number two, North Carolina. Number three, Pennsylvania. Four, Nevada. Five, Massachusetts. Come on, guys. Get your act together. Six, Indiana. Seven, California. Eight, Hawaii. Whoa. Nine, Tennessee. Ten, New York, uh, with only 200 people impacted. Then again, Maybe we don't really know the numbers there. Uh, <laughs> well, those are all self-reported. Yeah. Who knows? So the issue is, yes, Sean, uh, you should be concerned about your data, uh, no matter who you give it to. But there's not well, much we can do.
3: Yeah. I mean, I'm not really... I mean, there's nothing really to hide. I mean, it's going to be quite a boring read other than I'm a social worker and I have been for 30 <laughs> years. But, you know, you want to... Yeah. But none of my cases make, you know, but the papers, praise God. Right. Uh, but, you know, it's just it's just a whole thing about big brother watching kind of thing that yeah. it was a, it had a weird feel to it
2: no and these times are weird i'm with you we're, we're completely with oh, you it's, it's, we we DMV hear before, you
3: and and DMV before had like uh, like a thousand people and there had no armed guard and now you have like 20 people and you have a armed guard you know ready to you know do whatever he's got to do, and I understand that, but you should have had him
2: before. Yeah, maybe. You know, yeah, I remember the lines. Sure. So, yeah, Sean. I mean, that's what we think is going on. So,
3: all right, I appreciate your time. Thank you, guys. Have a good day.
2: You too. Okay. All right. All, all right. Bye, bye. The other thing to consider because I <laughs> we bought a mattress for our kid. Mm-hmm. All right, and we're gonna take it out of the store, and the store's like, uh, "I need your your driver's license number." I'm like, huh? Why do you need my driver's license number to take a mattress out of the store? Well, clearly they want to prove that you took the mattress. So I don't come back and say, I never got my mattress. I guess, I guess, but I'm like, you know, you're not getting my driver's license number. Then can I have your license plate of your vehicle? Well, I gave you that. I don't care. It's probably on your camera anyways. Right. But driver's license numbers, those types of things are part of, you know, identity theft, right? So why would a mattress store want to store my driver's license number when I bought a, a mattress for my kid? I'm getting a little crazy. Yeah, that's that I can seems sign excessive. that I picked it up, too. I'm, I can put my accent on my driver's license number. You know, is somebody really. I don't even know what scam they're trying to avoid. You know? Yeah, the, the, they're trying to avoid the uh, rash of
0: mattress thieves. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they. They rush in and intercept a mattresses. Pickup of a mattress. I, Does, is this? A thing? I don't know. It must be Dennis. I mean, they
2: that uh, there. There's got to be some level of concern to ask for my driver's license number. I'm like, no, you're not going to get that. Um, so it's crazy So feel free to get online we'll get, uh, we'll get to your calls Three lines open for you On this Saturday morning Eight hundred nine six six wtic 522-WTIC And everything we've talked about Has been posted live By Mike G Over at Computertalkwithtab.com It's the name of the show.com, Which also works We'll be right back And we're back This is Computer Talk we're going to be here till eleven o'clock, and then Doctor Alessi will be in uh, with Healthy Rounds. He'll give you a second opinion on your health advice. So stick around for that. Let's go right to your calls. We're going to go to Chris in Wethersfield next. What's happening, Chris? Hi. Hi. Hi.
5: Um, I I uh, have. <laughs> I guess my big question is. I'll preface this with. I'm seeing like a nexus of you know, risk data, and technology. Mm
4: -hmm.
5: And, you know, that happened to me from 9-11. I mean, four incoming, and nobody knew. And now we're dealing with, you know, business integrated configuration solutions. And if I understand this correctly, um, Tab for Help only does this for businesses,
2: Yes, our, our our firm is uh, designed to support small to mid-sized businesses. We do this show as a public service for oh, everybody well, That's
5: else. good. Now, so that gets me to my third thing. Where does a person who wants an integrated home configuration system solution first, mm-hmm. you know, I guess some consultant or I don't know where you would get it, and then you know that tells me these are the providers that get me what I want, and I know all this stuff.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And
5: I'm not just a do-it-yourselfer. Yeah, as many of your clients are on this show. There's a
2: lot of there's a lot of companies out there that do you know home home integration technology. <laughs> or- um, oh, you can't, maybe you can't. M- well, I mean, my neighbor, Maximum Security, is a, a good a good guy in Southington. Uh, there's lots of, and security companies tend to be really good at that because they've been integrating technology for opening windows and doors and alarms for a long time. Mm-hmm. And It's a natural extension then to add cameras and speakers and sound and any other level of automation that you want to add to your home. Um, and being a security company, you would, you would hope that they are going to use technologies that are not going to be open and leveraged and impacted by third parties are going to use closed systems, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a way to start. Um, the internet companies, I'm not going to say that's the good way to go, but even they are offering integrated technologies to manage your home and manage your thermostat. and. Google. Yeah,
0: all of yeah, all of the ISPs are doing stuff like that to some
2: degree. Yeah, you've got companies like yeah, Google. But it, uh, it, it,
5: well. Will they be integrated? Because when I listen to your show, I keep hearing, you know, all these problems, Yes. you know, that are kind of like, tell me the problem is it's not integrated.
2: So you're right, Chris. I would never tell you it's all going to (laughs) work. Because, you know, (laughs) it doesn't doesn't work. So if you want your, I mean, just getting your coffee maker programmed to turn on a coffee maker is hard for folks. Um,
5: So is digital, you know, was was that a, you know, uh, you know, what, what? does it? Do- why does it work?
4: <laughs> why does
2: it work? <laughs>
5: why doesn't it work?
2: Oh, uh, it doesn't work because there's so many protocols and integrations that have to speak to so many different things that you then you need an overarching umbrella. Like, uh, is it Samsung
5: architecture? You think?
2: Yeah. It, well, yeah. Yeah, you need to have an over uh, overarching umbrella that, of a, of a of an app. Like, I think it's uh, Samsung has a has a smart things smart things they that you have that they can then help you integrate all the different things that are from different companies into your smart things so that you can have your, like if somebody presses your doorbell, um, the, or, or comes to your, your front door and the doorbell sees it, your air conditioning can then change. Right. So like if you have a rental property and it's set to have 85 degrees, but you, if you want it to turn automatically to cool when they walk in, you can integrate those two systems, one being a nest, one being a different type of doorbell, right. Using a third party that's overarching. Right. So it's a, it's a, Big headache, right? So you need a company to decide this, or if you want to do it yourself, you can do it yourself. But um, you know, then then somebody does an update, and you now your air conditioner doesn't work.
5: Right. So <laughs> you know, I want like one stop shopping with a person uh, that's responsible.
2: Right. And well, it, a, a company like I, I gave, you know, just yeah. an example of the security company, like Maximum yeah, Security Max. in Southington, <laughs> They w- would probably be somebody to talk to. I don't know all the things they integrate, um, but I know they do a lot of things. Cool companies like them.
5: All right. I I just wanted to say one one last thing for the person with a DMV. Yeah. I already mentioned this to uh uh Blumenthal. Uh-huh. Women were um I had all the information. Yeah. You know, pass passport uh everything from, you know, house Yeah. Uh, bills. Yep. Yep. They wanted proof ...of my maiden name. Yep.
2: They want your marriage oh. certificate. And, and, that, and that, birth certificate. And, and birth certificate,
5: yeah. And the thing is, that, that's like half of... of uh, and that wasn't really very... Um, you know, that wasn't very clear mm-hmm. on what you had to bring in to yeah. get your new license. Yeah. And if you didn't have it... uh.
4: No idea for come you. Back.
5: Thirty bucks to come back.
4: You're kidding. Thirty
2: no. bucks to come back. No. That's no.
5: What I, I mean, come on. You know what? What, what was this?
2: Was yeah. This, you know. I'm sure I took your information and decided to make it fifty bucks. <laughs> <laughs>
5: that's
2: how they work. All right, mm. you guys are cute. All right, Chris. Uh, you know, I I heard what he was saying. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's customer service at the DMV, even though you're paying them with your taxes and all of that. They, <laughs> it's $30. Bucks well, that tells no me
5: license that for you. It doesn't work. It
4: doesn't,
5: it doesn't work. have, it, it doesn't have an, an integrated approach with my passport, which, exactly. you know, that system already has that.
2: Yeah, no, that's crazy talk, Chris. You're just talking logical. Come on. It's government. <laughs> government doesn't go logical. <laughs> They're tangent people. All right?
5: All right. Love you guys.
2: All right. Thank you. We love you. Bye. Bye-bye. All All right. Yeah. Turn in an overarching system to manage how you open your drapes or you uh, lock your <laughs> doors. Or can't tell you how many times I got to check if my garage door is closed these days because you just, you know, you, you got to get a system for that. Now yeah, your yeah. garage door can talk to you. Right. Uh, so some cool stuff out there. We're going to be until 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. Shay and Joe Han will get to your calls. Two lines open for you: 800 wtic 522 wtic and uh, everything we've talked about has been posted by Mike G. over at ComputerTalkWithTab.com. We used to say feverishly posting, but we can't say that anymore. So he's uh, working extremely hard uh, posting all, <laughs> all these links over there. And, of course, we're on WTIC's Facebook page. And if Mark Zuckerberg deems this broadcast worthy, uh, you might see it in your news feed. Uh, or your friend feed, so feel free to like it and share it, and uh, let that way other folks know we're out there, and of course, don't forget the podcast, odyssey.com over at wtic.com, all the shows are podcasts, so if you missed anything here, you can get it there, we'll be right back. And we are back, this is Computer Talk with Tab, we're here till 11 o'clock, and, uh, and then Dr. Lessie will be in, thank you guys for joining us on this Saturday morning. And we have two lines open for you if you'd like to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Let's go right to your calls. We're going to go to Shay in North Windham first. Morning, Shay.
6: Hi, how are you? Good, how are you doing? Good. Welcome, Dennis.
2: Oh, thank you.
6: Okay, I have my email. I cannot get my email probably for at least a year now on my desktop, which oh. is running Windows 10. It keeps telling me, enter your username, password, blah, blah, blah. Then the server, it says smtp.mail.yahoo.com. And then my username is my email address and my password. And no matter how many times I try to hit it or change the password, this keeps coming up. And it goes for all three of the emails I have on this computer.
0: All right, I'm going to ask a question. Is this an sbcglobal.net email address, or snet.net, or is it yahoo.com? No. Uh, no, it's a bell south. bell south. <laughs> okay. I know. Don't
6: laugh.
0: I lived in Key
6: West. That's
0: okay. <laughs> it, and, I, we're not. We're not laughing. But no. That is it's telling us too. That is telling <laughs> us what the problem is, okay. and. Uh, the problem is that you're going to need to create, you're going to have to log into your BellSouth.net email address on the web, and you're going to create there a special uh, key, uh, which will you will then use as your password in your email client. And this is something that we've run into a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric and I are mm-hmm. both very familiar with this particular issue. Mm-hmm. Um And there's a solution. We're going to get it for you and post it. The other solution will post is
2: to stop being at Bell South, right? Yeah.
6: Okay. When when you guys suggest Proton, do you have to change your email address, though?
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah, you will. Because right now you're you're at Bell South and it's not working for you. That post office is, you know, like like Dennis says, requires some different connectivity. So this is not going to get better. It's only going to get worse for you. So, right. at some point, you got to bite the bullet and say, "You know what? I need to really go over to Bichet at something other than that." Um,
6: okay. Well, I also have charter.net, and that's not coming up either. And that's my oh,
2: oh, okay, that's a different story. Yeah. So, each account, if you look at each configuration of mail, are going to have certain yep. ports and certain SSL levels or TLS levels that you need to subscribe to. So your, for your Charter, you should go to Charter's email configuration page, and you'll see what ports, you know, 443 or whatever port they're recommending you use to connect your email to. Um, and that will be all specific to the mail systems. Um, so for Charter, we but can… But
6: I was able to getting everything a yep. while
2: ago. So awesome. is it, are you getting an actual error? Like a zero eight. 8, no, X no, error? No, no, okay. no, no. Okay. So no. you're not in errors. It's not coming in.
6: It's just not coming in. Yeah, so can get I it could... on my other devices, my phone right. and my iPad, it's
2: yeah. just not on this desktop. And you're using the using the Windows Mail client? Outlook. 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 Oh, how old is your Outlook?
6: Oh, probably.
2: Do you know what version of Outlook it is? I should have asked you that.
6: Uh, yeah, it's. Uh,
0: 2012 maybe is that one of them? Well, there's 2010 and 2013. Yeah. Oh, uh, 2010. Yep. Uh, that same t- thing that happened to me. <laughs> go ahead. Our
2: mail stopped working, well, yours hasn't worked for a year. But right. so it's not the exact same thing. But even though I had the settings configured correctly, I had to change the uh, security setting from SSL to um, auto. I think it's auto, um, and it just cho- lets it choose it all its- by itself. I went. Also, you can go in. Bring up your Outlook in Safe Mode. You could have a corruption within it. I mean, I get an error. You're not getting anything. Um, right. So mine was showing something weird, and then I changed the uh, security setting. That was one of the options to try, and that did work. In your case, if you're not getting anything, no errors, no nothing, um, I don't think your accounts are configured properly. But I would start with one at a time. You know, remove all the accounts from Outlook, reboot, refresh it, reboot it. Uh, and then start fresh, put the account in as if it's your first day putting in your charter account and, uh, it'll resync. it'll take time, but it'll resync the email. Um, and I think you should start with charter because that's your, your internet provider now, right? Right. Yeah. And that, and you have support from them as well.
0: Yes, you could. You, yeah. Oh, this is then. a live account that you are really paying for and you can get support from them and they will help
2: you. Yeah.
6: Right. Okay.
2: But I think something's up with your Outlook. Um, but you can get in this, go into safe mode. You can bring Outlook. You can actually run Outlook in safe mode. Um, force it into safe mode, which is really just typing Outlook. Uh, dot exe space forward slash safe, and if, if Outlook that what Outlook. XE space forward slash X. safe, and you do that in the run bar, um, yeah. And that should bring it up in its own safe mode, and sometimes that fixes Outlook issues. It can. So yeah. there could be a profile issues, there could be a PST corruption, there could be a bad email in there, all sorts of things that could be occurring. I just think it's your accounts aren't configured properly because something yeah, changed okay. on you. Uh, we can post how to – well, we can po- I'll put the charter com- information out there for you. Uh, Dan's probably already did it. Yeah, I got it for you. So the charter information's out there, and that's yeah. where you should start.
0: Yeah, Mike G will put those out for you. Okay, good.
2: All right, Jay?
6: Yeah, thank you.
2: You're You're welcome. Good luck. Uh, okay. Thank you very much. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Yeah. Don't these old ma- mailboxes, guys, are going to go away? So if you have important things connected to a company that doesn't exist anymore, well,
0: in her case, she should be using that charter account because that's supported,
2: right? And tell—I mean, it's not like your friends in Key West can't get the new email.
0: Yeah. You know. I mean,
2: Bell South. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to uh, Joe in Stafford Springs. Hey, Joe.
7: Uh thanks for taking my call. Um, sure i uh, have a problem uh sending out emails um to uh, only one person uh a friend i uh, uh intermittently my emails are ending up in his spam folder. uh this doesn't happen to anybody else nope. but this friend who's very technically competent um sometimes they end up, he gets them straight through. And other times, uh, he gets them in my Hispan folder. Yeah. Um, he has a Yahoo.com email address, and I have a Cox.net email address. Right. One other item that, I, uh, that might correct it, when I click on his email, his name comes up in places when I, on my end of the deal. When I hit his email address, I get a menu item that comes up on my phone that says add, add to VIPs. Add to contacts. No. Okay. If I tell him to click on my email address at his end and tell him to add my email to his VIP, will that correct the problem?
2: It no, no. probably won't. Yeah, no. It basically, what you are describing, Joe, is, is that you know he's got a red mailbox and you've got a black mailbox, and, and the uh, mailman doesn't care. The you know the, your separate sides of the equation are separate. Where you get your, where you send your email from and to, and what he receives from and to, really is not part of this. But his spam settings, his spam settings, are the thing that is impacting your email. Somewhere in the Yahoo settings, that spam, that spam protection that he might have monkeyed around with one day went from medium to a little higher, maybe, and all of a sudden that email you send over, Yahoo's saying, "Ah, that looks like spam to me." I don't care if Joe sends it all the time; I'm going to put it in the spam. So it's really nothing you can do, Joe. Uh, We have this on the issue even in uh, in the business world, right, where entire companies' mail systems can be deemed spam. Because uh, there's a, there's third parties out there that actually kind of kind of traffic cop spam in general. Some of them false positive have a false positive on it. Some of some of them are just very uh, um, uh, very aggressive in targeting domains that might be sending out spam. But in your case, it's on well, him. It's not, and there's nothing you can do. I don't think to not, fix this. not from
0: your side. No, um, what well, what he might want to do is create an email rule that has your email address in it and then skips any further review of the email and just plunks it into a particular folder or just leaves it in his inbox
2: right or lower his spam settings so that your stuff gets that there as might well. also help too. or white quote-unquote whitelist you as a like it's almost like the rule thing well but.
0: yeah but I'm wondering if even if he whitelisted it it's somehow the the logic that yahoo is applying is still yeah getting in the way a rule may completely
2: bypass that mm-hmm. unless it doesn't get to his box it doesn't get to his client well, that too
7: I appreciate I appreciate your suggestions on that somehow I have to diplomatically he's a good friend of mine but still diplomatically I have to suggest to him that the problem is solely on his end
2: yes without, it has um, to be. Oh, this is is great. (laughs) This is a great thing, Joby.
7: I like to to phrase it to him in a way that uh, he doesn't feel like I'm uh, insulting him or something. Well,
2: the way that we do it to our clients is we say it's not us, it's you. (laughs) I'm telling you, this is a big problem because... I've got, you know, the clients, oh, we're, we're not able to get ABC Company's email. Wah, rah, rah, rah. What's, what's going on? Well, well, ABC Company has been designated a spammer. I don't care. We want to get their email. We can't fix their spam problem, you know? So yeah. it is his fault. It is it is his issue. So there's no diplomatic way. Uh, I don't know. I mean, people like ice cream. Maybe you buy him some ice cream and tell them it's. But
7: the issue <laughs> is that I don't, uh, I didn't ask him directly, but I don't think he's getting. That problem with anybody else, although I I can't say that for sure. But I'm g- that's the next question I'm going to ask him. Do you have that problem with anybody else?
4: Well, here's if, the issue. If
7: he says I never I never do have that problem with it, with anybody else. Then I I question your solution to the problem.
2: Right. So then basically he either has no other friends but you, um, <laughs> or it's a <laughs> you can't not see mail that didn't get to your box. Right, so if the how many yes. there's so much junk that people send to people all the time. Hey, check out this funny thing. If it didn't get to his box, how does he know it didn't get to his box unless he's perusing his spam folders on a regular basis? And most people, most sane people, don't do that. Right. Um, so it's him. The it's not you. Is, the
7: other question is: How come it's intermittent?
2: It's, it's based on it's based how on the come email. Intermittent? Yeah, it's based well, on the email. It's based on the email system that sees your message as spammy. Whatever you're sending, whatever link you're sending, whatever, you know, in that case, you could be contributing to some of this just because of the stuff you're sending. But the mail systems are designed, the spam systems are designed to, to prevent this. But to, you know, you can try, He can go on the Yahoo side and say, always receive a message from Joe. You should be able to quote unquote whitelist your mailbox. Right. Um, but it's all on that configuration. The spam systems that are out there, some are really bad, some are really good. So false positives are rare. You're getting a false positive. You're, you're. You're producing a false positive for him.
7: Well, I appreciate you very much. I'll, I'll uh, try to diplomatically um, transfer this uh, information to him, and uh, I'm sure we'll be able to correct it on his end of the deal. But I thank you very much. I enjoy listening to your program every Saturday morning, and uh, I'm going to recommend him. He's in Massachusetts, to recommend WTIC Tech you tech services on Saturday
2: morning. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, the whole show is called Computertalkwithtad.com. Don't get him confused. And send the podcast over to him. You can always po- send the podcast of this call and say, hey, it was, it, it's dated. And say, hey, that way you don't actually have to say it. You can kind of have a, We just said it. And then he can just listen and say, oh, Joe's worried about making me feel bad. And he might then excellent. take... Th- excellent. All right. Well,
7: send, pod- send the podcast. Thank you so much.
2: I you, appreciate it. You got it, Joe. Talk to you later. Bye now. All right, bye-bye. We're going to step out for a quick break. Get back to your calls. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab, and uh, that's the UConn Marching Band. They're going to be firing up pretty soon. Probably the only reason to go to the football games, as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. And uh, So check them out. They do an amazing show in halftime, and if that game happens to be good, you win. Double, hey. Peanut butter side up that day. Um, let's get to your calls. We're going to go to Mark in Bristol next What's going on, Mark? Hey, good morning, guys. Morning.
8: Hey, uh, I'm going to be somewhat vague this morning for your sake. Okay. Um, The reason for my call is I was trying to stream a live symposium for three days. You guys probably know what I'm talking about. And my 60-inch LG Smart TV, which is only about two years old, absolutely refused to to, to stream it.
2: To receive the stream. What that? To restra- receive the stream, you're saying?
8: Right. Would, I could, have a web browser built into that TV, yeah. and I went to the to the website, and it just would not display it. All I would get would be that spinning circle.
0: The built-in web browser in the TV probably doesn't support the uh, video encoding that's going out. Yeah. That's what I would think.
8: Okay. That's one. <laughs> yeah. Now, I then pulled out my Dell laptops, the one that I use, the one that I'm using right now, and that one worked for about two minutes. It received the feed, and I got the spinning wheel, and I was disconnected or could not reconnect.
2: What is your internet? What is your internet performance, Mark? What do you have for uh, internet?
8: Uh, two hundred and about whatever the upload is sixty, you know, two hundred download, sixty or eight something upload.
2: Are you connecting the laptop wirelessly in your home, or is it hardwired?
8: Uh, one one hardwired, uh, two two not hardwired.
2: Did the hardwired version work? No. So that's
8: uh, why I'm not. That's why I'm not saying too much. I
2: know. Us. I know you're going. Okay, great. <laughs> uh, so what you want to do is connect a VPN. You want to connect a Proton VPN to the internet. Now you're streaming anonymously because you're you're kind of alluding to somebody blocking the information to, from coming to your system. I'm guessing. And so if you establish a VPN and then try to stream it, it will be a poor performance because the VPN is encrypted. Um, that can definitely slow things down. But right. Okay. That might eliminate your, I think, feeling that somebody is blocking your access to this stream for whatever reason. Um, then, of course, it could be that whoever's stream you're trying to get it wants to charge you or something like that. That would be a well, whole other issue.
8: Okay, a little more information which might help you. Yeah. Um, so then I, the three laptops did this all perform this uh, acted the same way. Yep. So I figured maybe it's an OS issue and I don't know if they can shut down an Android operating system. I whipped out a tablet. I had an Android tablet connected right up and I smart viewed that to my big screen, my, my uh, LG TV, and screen shared it and watched all three days with my crappy old uh, tablet
2: yeah so it could it could be some sort of content right management on the Windows yes. side of things, possibly your LG though is a browser based stream, so it would be similar to your tablet right
0: i I have to say that the built-in web browsers in a lot of televisions not so good they are not good yeah. uh, some of them are aged. I wouldn't say that they're not secure. But they generally don't keep up with a lot of the technology changes and video yeah. uh, codecs are one of those.
2: And, of course, your signal wasn't being impeded because the, the uh, browser was able to receive the stream. So it could be some sort of digital rights management on the Windows side of things. Um, it could be more nefarious than that. I would tell you to do a test. Try to actually connect the Windows machine through a VPN and then see if you can stream the content. Um, well,
8: now now that the symposium is over, I, I'm looking at you on TV. I shouldn't be doing that because you're, you're talking. Yeah. Um, now, that, now that it's over, I can use any of those devices to go to that site and view the information.
2: Okay, so the other thing, too, it could have just been poor, multi-threaded streaming technology from the symposium. Correct. Um, lots of churches had a hard time during COVID trying to figure out how to get their services out. They had to use third-party streaming systems. And you could have just kept getting unlucky um, with your connections to the symposium. And they could have been overloaded, oversubscribed. Maybe they didn't pay for enough bandwidth because they got to pay for all that bandwidth of, right. of your viewing. Uh-huh. And your,
0: your Android device was probably streaming um, a lower resolution version of the video. Yeah, maybe. And that might have been successfully working yeah. because whatever pipe they have going out was good enough to accommodate that, but it wasn't good enough to accommodate the higher resolution video.
2: Yeah. You didn't get any errors. You just got... You just got... spinny thing, so... Yeah.
8: Well, it, it, again, it... The three computers. I know. N- not the LG TV, but the three computers worked fine for several minutes. I mean, yep, clearly, right. uh, It's all in sync within reason. Yeah. Um. And and then one by one they dropped out. Yeah. almost status. But and I I can see you're getting uncomfortable. Um. So I'm just wondering. You can see I'm getting uncomfortable.
2: Topic. I'm not uncomfortable. I'm not. <laughs>
8: yeah. uh, uh, so, uh, so. Given we have no more First Amendment, you know what I'm
4: talking I about. Know. <laughs> I know. The I know.
8: Does not know and I'm just trying to figure out how much more I'm going to be able to be censored right. uh, based on my public IP address.
2: Well, use a VPN. That's how they suggest yeah. it. Okay. All right, Ted. Yeah. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Okay. we to go. Okay, bye. All right, bye-bye. So, yeah, interesting interesting call. I mean, these, these days you never know what's causing the issue, and then you're getting more and more paranoid if it's yeah, there, there, them or you or who or what. There are
0: so many cogs in the machine that, to account for, you can't account for them no. all.
2: Wanna thank all you guys joining us on the Saturday morning. Wanna thank Mike G for doing everything on live for us over at our website. Wanna thank Joe for producing. Remember, there is no cloud.
0: It's just somebody else's computer. See you next week.